I'm Dave Lawrence, and this is the Town & Gown Podcast from Albion College. Town & Gown is a podcast about building the 21st century campus and community through the liberal arts. For this week's show, I talked with Nancy Doyle, director of the Bohm Theater in downtown Albion. Now in its first full year of operation, after a years-long renovation project, the Bohm Theater has hosted everything from concerts to speeches to Star Wars. Nancy makes all that run smoothly and looks for ways to put more people in the seats for the upcoming year, all while keeping a sane personal schedule. She talks about how the community supports the theater and what's next for the bowl. Enjoy this conversation with Nancy Doyle. How's business? Great. Great. Actually, very, very good. Um, you know, Star Wars was an incredible film. Lots of new people here to see the facility. Lots of people came to see Star Wars that hadn't been here. I hope that translates in more butts and seats next year, and I think it will. Mm-hmm. You've, you've been here almost a year now. Uh, what has it been like for you to, to work at the Bohm Theater for this year? Um, very, very busy. Um, it's a complete startup situation, which I am not unfamiliar with. I've started nonprofit arts organizations, you know, throughout my career. Um, so I knew how much work it would be going into it. So then you just try to find the balance. You try to find days to get off. But um, generally speaking, it's been great. I actually... For me, starting projects and being involved with them, I came in when we were already opening. So from my startup process, I think there's still a few things that I want to put in place, a few things that I want to tweak to, you know, Nancy's sort of specifications or little projects or software that just works for me that, you know, oh, Mm -hmm. this software was bought by somebody and, wow, this doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... You know, it's just a little bit of tweaking, but generally speaking, um, the budget that was in place for the first year um, was really great and an actual usable tool for a budget. Um, That's incredible. I have a lot of hands-off to say about the board, which is absolutely a great board for me. Um, Elizabeth Schulteis, who this would not even be here if it wasn't for her. She has been wonderfully supportive. We're very much alike. and that's great. So I look back at a lot of things. I mean, I think I was so, so busy that, you know, sometimes I have to just stop and look back and go, oh, yeah, you know, really, I did get a lot accomplished. Things are going very well. We are growing. Um, we're making a name for ourselves out there. And then I'll pause, take a breath and go, okay, what else do I want to accomplish, and, you know, and try to move forward. But, you know, that's, that's the nature of nonprofit arts. You know, you're always putting in a lot of hours, um, and you hope it, you know, translates in great things, and I think it has. I think we're making an impact into this community, and that makes me feel good. A year ago, um, the job became available, director of the Bohm Theater. What attracted yeah, they, you to this, this position? Um, they reannounced the position, so I, for whatever reason, I didn't see it the first time. And if I did see it the first time, like way, way, way back in June, it probably didn't strike me as a nonprofit opportunity for whatever reason. And um, so when I saw it this time, I was in a position where 
I really needed a job and I was moving to Florida because I had more contacts there than I think I had even in Michigan with it being my home state. So it was winter, January, my birthday comes around there, I hate the cold, so it's like, okay, I, that's it, moving to Florida. And then this opportunity came, I waited to see how it was gonna play through, and here I am, and happily so, because it's in, it's in the arts, and it's what I do. And I, I forgot how much I kind of really liked film, because I had been working in some visual arts, and I'm also very visually art-oriented, um, versus film performing arts oriented sometimes, even though I've done all of it. Um, I really forgot how much I missed film. So someone who has never been to the Bone Theater, say they live outside of Albion or they're in one of the surrounding communities, what, w- what would you tell that person? What's so special about this place? Oh my God, there's so many things that are special about this place. It's a large one Um, It's been restored historically beautifully. Um, And there are many, many struggling community historic theaters out there in the nation, and we're very, very fortunate to have one of them. Many of them get, I don't know, torn down, don't get operated well. Um, My first experience right out of college was working for the Michigan Theater in Ann Arbor. So... I had that experience and I could easily translate it to this and I know how important it was when I went to the Michigan Theater to see so many films when I was in college. I know the night that I was sitting in the balcony watching Mad Max for the first time in 80 blah 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 blah. Um, And I remember doing the classics programming with Russ. So translating all of that knowledge like so many years later Geez, I don't even know what to tell people. It's, it's a beautiful setting. We've got the absolute best sound, probably not only in Calhoun County, maybe even in Jackson, maybe even, I don't know where else. Comfortable seats. We have the best popcorn in town. Um, the national average for ticket prices is $8.50, $8.75. Our type ticket price is $6.50. Our concession pro- prices are below the national average. Um, so this is a great entertainment value. Um, and I hear it time and time again when people actually come for the first time and go, oh my gosh, I will come back. And I think that's great. And, and it's a gorgeous place. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. I've got gold leaf on the walls, you know. Um, they made these things beautiful back in the 20s. Um, I've been fortunate to go to the Tampa Theater in Tampa, Florida, and that might be the most ornate theater that I've ever seen. I mean, you wouldn't believe what they've got on a stage. So that's what I communicate to people. You know, once I get them there, that's easy. Mm -hmm. Kind of sells itself. Yeah, once they experience here, yeah, you know. And that's like even with Blues of the Bulb, too. Once they experience that event, which is just totally so unique, then I think they come back. Yeah. Looking back over the year, almost year that you've been here, what are some of the highlights that you look back on and say, boy, we really, we really did well at that event or that performance or that showing? I think our branding of the Blues of the Bohm on a monthly basis is an important thing because it's a reoccurring event. And that's hard to do, especially on a monthly basis, and get the crowds to come out on a Monday night. I mean, that's not... 
you know, sometimes I think I want to stay home on Monday night. Mm -hmm. So that's a great highlight. I think we've had, I've seen some incredible talent on this stage, um, whether it's being sponsored by Albion College um, or a board member has sponsored the talent in or we're working with um, Swinging at the Shell to bring in some talent with the Kids and Stuff Museum. Um, that's been some great highlights. I mean, Pete the Cat, which was sponsored by the library here, I'm not a parent, but that I sat through that concert. I thought that was one of the most incredible experiences I have ever been to. I mean, he engaged the audience, he engaged the adults, he engaged the kids. And for someone who's a non-parent, <laughs> and to be that entertained and enjoy a concert, I was like really impressed with that. You know, the Governor's Award, getting the Governor's Award, um, again, a really wonderful accolade um, for us from the state. So there's been a lot of, lot of really great highlights. 4-H um, kids being here in the summer, um, building my classics audience, you know, seeing, seeing uh, big audiences come to some of my classics. We had 66 people at JAWS this summer. We had 130 to 150 people twice at Wizard of Oz, and we let kids come free for that. I mean, don't we all believe that kids should see Wizard of Oz for free on the big screen? Mm -hmm. So that just makes me hold on to my classics programming more. I mean, it's, it's expensive to do, and I have to struggle to find the sponsorship for it, but it's important, and it's fun, and my classics audience is building. I, I will say personally that my highlight was seeing Brian Vanderark here um, yeah. last spring. I'm, I'm a huge fan, and it's it's so neat to see a nationally known artist mm -hmm. come in here and perform in front of an audience. I mean, you're yeah. you're, getting, for getting, free. you're getting some people in here yes. that are big names. Yes, for free, and that is wonderful. You know, to to have that kind of talent here in this community and accessible on that sort of level is absolutely incredible. I mean, I typically have worked in communities where we'd have to negotiate and pay a large dollar amount to bring somebody like him in. Um, so yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree and I hope to do more of that stuff. I think working with the college to bring in that level of talent, um, I think we're gonna have a great time with Joe Hurtler, um, Less is More, and Cats and the Fiddler. Yeah, that's the name. But yeah, I think that really shows one of the things that this facility can do well. The acoustics in this facility are phenomenal. And artists get that, and they like being here. They like the beautiful venue. And, you know, one of the first things I learned, you know, as an arts administrator is treating your guests well, treating the talent well. Um, and they're happy, and they come back. What have been some of the challenges for you in the past year? What, what kind of hurdles have you had to overcome, both yourself and with the theater? <laughs> not working seven days a week um you know that's a big one you know honestly there is that much to do and that much to fill my time with i think the biggest challenge of being an arts administrator for the last 30 to 35 years you know that's that's telling you how old i am dave um my challenge has been not working seven days a work week um all of the nonprofits struggle to have the staffing that they need. I've always been in a position where I'm doing the job of three or four full-time people. 
And in the past, as Director of Operations and Programming for much larger organizations, I've been able to find that balance for myself. And sometimes I've looked in the past and I've been able to burn myself out and not realizing I'm burning myself out. And then, you know, the simple answer would be, Nancy, take a vacation. Mm -hmm. Refresh, come back. But I usually, for whatever reason, I don't see that as an option. It's crazy. So that's my personal challenge, is finding the balance and, and darn it, because I'm not going to swear on tape, darn it, I'm not going to burn myself out. I'm getting too old, um, which then you get cynical. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my goal, not get burnt out. Find my balance, take care of myself, because I want to do this. You have an active board who kind of helps with mm -hmm. the theater, but um, some major changes are coming, right? Because Elizabeth is moving on to Battle Creek, and and so what kind of support have you have you had from the board, and, and what are you looking forward to, the, the changes and things? Um, I really appreciate my board because I know they trust me. I They're very, very appreciative and complimentary of my skills. Um, yeah, we're going to miss Elizabeth. Um, but you know what? She will be a phone call away for me. And I think, the, I think the bigger loss is the community for Elizabeth. I think Albion, as a community whole, really is going to suffer. I don't think the Bohm's going to suffer because I will call her in a heartbeat for her guidance and even to probably vent, I'm sure, because she'll understand my venting. Um, but the bone's going to be fine um, because I think so much like her, and she's the one that started, and she's sort of just passing the baton. And I've heard things like, Elizabeth wouldn't be leaving, Nancy, if you weren't here, which is a huge compliment. Um, so the bone's going to be fine. I'm going to work really, really hard, and if I need her, she's going to be there for me. And, you know, I... I Albion community really should appreciate her. And I think the loss is not going to be felt until she's gone for a few months. But, you know, she's going to be there on the county level. So, you know, I think we'll be getting those, getting more countywide accolades maybe, you know. Right. Yeah. And she she was the major um, kind of fundraiser for the renovations, and she mm -hmm. was a, a major leader mm -hmm. for this whole project and things she, like and that. And she's a phenomenal fundraiser. I haven't seen anything like her. Um, I used to look back upon my career and what I've been able to do um, in opening facilities and people would talk about me like I now look at Elizabeth, who's I think 13 years younger than me, and I'm like, I can't keep up with her. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it's because I'm older a little bit, but I mean, it, it's really hard to keep up with her. And she's a phenomenal person and can get things done incredibly, can find the avenues to meander to to get something done when you think there are so many challenges and blocks there. Um, you know, I used to be able to do that a lot um, in my past, especially in a lot of different communities. Um, but man, Coming here and seeing her work has been incredible. The theater board um, it did, so the renovation happened, but there were some things still on the to-do list left to be done at the theater um, for the organ, for yeah, instance. What, what kind of things are left to do on the to-do list? First, retiring our debt. Um, we do, even though it was a $4 million capital campaign, we still have 
$380,000 of debt that has been, you know, it's in a loan situation, so we are paying it off, but we're paying off interest over a long term. So paying off that debt um, puts us in a stronger operating position, as always. Um, does that debt scare me too much? Not really, because I've known way too many arts organizations that have to function that way for a limited per time if they've done any capital project. Um, but yeah, that's first and foremost in terms of trying to get that down. Um, and then next is the organ, um, the beautiful Barton organ. To have a Barton organ that's original to this facility is something very important. I recognize its historical importance. Um, and again, then I have to go back to being at the Michigan Theater at such an early age and knowing how their Barton organ contributed to their programming um, and contributed to their expense, too, um, quite honestly. It's, it's not cheap to operate those things. It's going to cost at least another $300,000 to um, get it up and running. Um, it's nothing that will generate income for me as an organization. But that doesn't mean its its importance is any less. You know, having that here, you know, that's something I want to accomplish. Do I have a timeline for it yet? Eh, not really. But I don't want to get too far in the future um, and keep it on people's radars, that sort of thing. Um, you know, there are some credible people that know how to put these organs together, and they are in Michigan. So, you know, when the time's right, we will start actively funding for that. What else um, is on your goal list for the year? What, as you look for the year upcoming, what's you know, are you are you looking forward to some events happening, or what, what's on your to-do list? Um, personally, personally, I, I want to solidify and make sure that the um, classics are supported and funded properly. Um, I want to really nail my grant writing this year. Um, for me, really, it's all about kind of growth this year. Butts and seats, that's my goal. Um, you know, I, we just had a board meeting and we talked a little bit about fundraising and a big fundraising event and then, you know, discussion as well, how time-consuming fundraising events are and, you know, what kind do we do and what is also happens in this community that we compete with on, on those fundraising levels. And the more I thought about it, it's like, you know what? We fundraise every day. And I'm going to help my board try to think, you know, really our goal this year? Increased attendance, increased butts and seats. That will help us in ways that is fundraising. Um, I started at <laughs> a crazy idea. And I started this little mini fundraiser. I want to call it a fundraiser because for $5 you can get um, an Academy Award ballot with all uh, 24 nominations. I'm offering an $88 cash prize for the one that gets the most right. And um, so far we've sold one. Mm -hmm. um, but I hope this will be something that I repeat every year, um, eventually increase its price so it really makes more of a significant fundraiser and it'll bring in a couple little extra dollars in the winter months when my increase in heating and all those expenses so you know that's one of those small things that are kind of personal to me that I hope to nurture and grow for the future um, I do like the classics let's see what else am I looking forward to 
just growing growing the operations seeing seeing that the 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 budget holds and maintains and grows if that makes any sense i think that's really important in our second year you talked earlier about the um the college support that you've received from so what kind of college support are, have you seen through through the year that you've been here? Like, are students coming, faculty and yes. staff? Yes. I mean, there's. I think our connection to the college is really multifaceted and multi-leveled. We have internships that um, students that work here. We have a work study program, so at least four, three, four work study students are here on staff, which really makes a nice connection. We do have a supportive contract with um, Albion College where students come here for free. Um, staff and faculty also come here for free, which is really great. Because, um, you know, part of what I do is sell popcorn. I mean, I'm not shy about that. That's, we got great popcorn, we should be proud of it. And that's one of the main things that will make this organization continue to be here. Um, it's kind of old reliable, right? Popcorn is... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like I said, you know, even though, you know, I'm a pimp with the popcorn, and, but still, then I feel okay. Uh, my concession prices are still below the regular, you know? So, you know, a family of five, to see a family of five be able to come here to a dollar movie, only have to pay $5 for their ticket, and then probably just cover everything else, like maybe with a $20 bill, and that's would be a lot. I've talked to people who, a couple going out to a movie is 50 bucks. So I feel good about that. It's pretty affordable entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's good entertainment. People love movies, you know? Speaking of movies, we're sitting here on the balcony of the Bohm Theater in the front row, and we're looking at the screen. You've got some promotions going over here. Uh, in, in your mind, what movie would you love to see on that silver screen. Really? Are you asking me my favorite film? What, what movie would you like to see? If it's your favorite you want to see on that mm -hmm. screen, that's fine. But what, what do you want to see on that screen? Apocalypse Now. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a, it's a great movie. And I did just recently rewatch it at home, kind of binge-watched. Um, I, I do like Coppola. And I look back on that movie and understand um, there's no CGI. You know, Coppola was working with a real army <laughs> that would, like, in the middle of a cut, go, oh, where are those helicopters going? Well, they're going to go fight a war, and they're not filming anymore. That's how funny that movie is. There's just a lot of history about it. It's beautifully shot. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like what I want to see on the big screen here that I haven't seen yet. Um, I've had some incredible opportunities to see other great films here, Casablanca, uh, 2001 I showed here as part of our classics, and then there's the Kubrick class, so I'm pretty spoiled, Dave. I'm, I'm kind of spoiled. and. On Christmas Day, because I had to be here, I did watch Big Lebowski, which is my other favorite film. And I hadn't seen that on the big screen since it came out, actually. So there's, there's the answer, Apocalypse Now and the Big Lebowski. <laughs> Thanks to Nancy for chatting with me, and thank you for listening. You can email your comments or questions to communications at albion.edu and view show notes for this episode at albioncollege.fm. 
I'm Dave Lawrence, and this has been the Town & Gown Podcast. <laughs>